Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Hey, happy Canada Day. Thank you very much. Happy Canada Day to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hearing you say it, I hear how fun it is to say out loud. It is fun to say out loud. Canada Day? Canada Day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's fucking fun. Uh-huh. Um, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is our Spotlight series. Yeah, this is a series where we focus on people behind brands that we believe in. Yeah, we want to uh, signal boost good people who are giving back, doing great things. And also, what a great excuse to meet today's guests, who I've known about for a super long time. And to finally get to kick it with him, dream come true. Yeah, today we uh, talked to Nima and Mike, who run Cannabiotics. Nima is a co-founder of Cannabiotics with JB. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yo, those two are like OGs. They are OGs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. O- original growers? Mm, that's not what OG stands for. Do you know what OG stands for? Yeah, original growers. Oh Nima God. and JB. <laughs> well, Nima and JB are original growers because they were best friends and they used to grow Headstash and then they scaled up and now they're one of the biggest operations in California and Nevada. What is Headstash? Uh, Headstash is like private reserve. It's like what you, what, like when you know about something, it's the stuff that you save for yourself because you know how fucking good it is. So if I was making a like pizza and mm-hmm. there was that crispy cheese that flies off mm. and you want to eat that crispy cheese that's your head stash that's like the the tastiest bits the the number one morsels the nuggiest of nugs it's yes it's, it's the top shelf it's the stuff that like you know when you're selling weed and you have access to all of the best genetics it's the stuff that you save for yourself that you don't want to give away because it's that fucking good that's what's up i am so sorry i compared it to cheese coming off of a frozen <laughs> pizza oh my god <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the. I think the comparison is apt. It's like the best of the best, the crunchiest, the nuggiest, the tastiest. These guys, yeah, met and then grew some of the most fire genetics in all of California, won tons of awards, and then scaled up. And now they just have these amazing operations where they're still treating it like head stash, though. They're still hand trimming. They're still employing people that they believe in who they know from, like, real world connections. It's very, very, like, down to earth and cool, even though they're running, like, a a huge important operation huge operation we were in their spot before it's gonna officially become their spot yeah and i don't know you know i'm a control freak Uh uh-huh i like when things are dialed in by my own hands with my own eyes seeing them being dialed in yeah they're dialing it in they are dialing it in i mean one of the coolest things that they're doing is that even since like the marijuana world was like an underground situation now that it's a legal marijuana marketplace access to strains and genetics is a big deal and these guys are like building a genetic catalog of their strains which are you know some of the best strains around like things that you would have heard of like super silver haze yeah oh my gosh yes of course i was smoking it and then i was like what is this and that was well before i knew the history of it they have some of the most delicious we smoked some strawberry lemonade with them. They've got like, you know, just like some of the most delicious fire weed around. And they're also just great people. Who Would you say that their genetics is like the tabula rasa? Or no, the Rosetta Stone. Oh. Like, would you go on a limb and be like, yo, these genetics are like kind of the Rosetta Stone of flower? Arguably. Arguably. Absolutely. Fuck yes. I think some people would definitely say that about cannabiotics. Fucking so cool to talk to them, especially because I don't know about like, what is it, phenome hunting? 
Pheno, yeah. Pheno hunting. Pheno hunting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. To like learn from them and then do my own personal deep dive on Google to really understand how much discipline, research, and the mystery that's still in there. Like, I don't know. When I heard Nima use the word enigma to describe some of the things that have to do with terps, uh-huh. I got a little excited because I was like, oh, there's like mysteries in this plant. There are millions of mysteries to be unlocked. That's that's one of the best things about it. And these guys like have gone so deep into it and they're still unlocking worlds. It's very cool. It's very fucking cool. Yeah. This was a dynamite conversation. It sure was. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Happy Cannabiotics. Happy Cannabiotics Day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so here's our interview with Nima and Mike of Cannabiotics. What is that? Oh, that is our new actual this is our vape pen. What? Our, our live resin sauce oh, cartridge really? and pen, yeah. Strawberry lemonade? Yeah. Can I try this? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's already on. It we're, we're not really big into hot dog water, so. Right? You know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Really? And that thing will actually like get Ooh. you faded and taste like strawberry lemonade, so. Yeah, the back end of it yeah. is actually really nice. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. We should. Okay. Real quick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to (laughs) Weed and Grub. Uh, We are here with two incredible guests, right, Mary Jane? Yeah. (laughs) Good start. (laughs) Yeah. Look, it's working. What do you want from me? (laughs) The weed is working. Um, Hi, guys. We're here with Cannabiotics, uh, CMO, and I don't even know what your title is now. Owner and founder. Owner and founder. Okay, let's start again. We are here. CFO. Yeah, co-founder and and owner. So we (laughs) and CEO and COO. We're just (laughs) piling it all in there. Okay, wait. Let's start with names and titles. Proper proper introductions. So my name is Nima. I'm the co-founder and owner of Cannabiotics, and this is. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm a CMO of Cannabiotics. How you guys doing? Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm high and Feeling I feel great. Yeah. great. Yeah. Thank Happy you. Happy Friday. Friday. Happy yeah. Friday. You want to start at the beginning? We yeah, I'd love to beginning. start at the beginning. I just, uh, so we're here, Cannabiotics is like such a, a huge presence in the cannabis industry, but I know you have like really cool kind of small origins. Can you give us a little bit of yeah. your origin story? Yeah, definitely. So I basically got, I grew up in Santa Monica where uh, a lot of my older buddies surfed and skateboarded and that was kind of like all we knew growing up so you know when we kind of got into late middle school early high school days those guys started sharing more and more with us and we started realizing that hey a lot of these guys you know grow their own wheat and so i kind of saw an opportunity to you know, it, like usual, started out with like, hey, maybe I can make a little bit of money and have free smoke. So I started distributing cannabis back when I was 15 years old and kind of luckily built a lot of momentum and things went well and I ended up doing it all through college and got into a point in college where I got tired of sending drivers to Northern California because cats in SoCal would find growers in Northern California and there was a decent business to be made, you know, kind of just doing your thing from bringing things from NorCal 
down to SoCal. Is it mostly grams and eighths? Um, no, not grams and eighths. <laughs> uh huh. A okay. little bit more Costco than that. Okay. Yeah. It was actually dimes and nickels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were close. Yeah. <laughs> not too big. Um, so. Uh, you know, I, I started to kind of start thinking about, hey, you know, I'm going to finance some grow operations. Um, and then one day I go to a guy that was like a 50 year senior at my frat house that recently graduated and was down in Orange County going to law school, actually. And I come over to his house, and he has this just shit grow up in his garage. Like, it just looks terrible. Like, these these plants look like they were tortured. And so I, I tell him, like, this looks really bad. Like, I would just burn everything. Maybe this whole garage at this point. <laughs> um, and uh, I come back to see him two weeks later, and the entire thing is, like, just turned around and super pimped out. And I was like who what happened here like who did this and so he tells me uh my buddy from law school's friend from back home is this guy jb you gotta meet him you know he really knows what he's doing yada 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 so you know a couple days later i meet my partner and best friend uh jb at his house and he was like yeah you know I'm trying to get back into this and you know if you're trying to set things up maybe we should do it and then kind of history wrote itself from there were you making your you were creating all your own genetics at this point or breeding and yeah so so at this point we were gathering genetics from like all the people that we knew and the older homies that we had mm -hmm. and we were just kind of starting to get a grip on hey you know we we've gotten all these kind of heirloom strains mm -hmm. some of these strains older homies have had for you know 10 15 years can you Ooh. name some of them right now yeah, for our yeah. listeners? so like the so the super silver haze for example jb and his older homies had been growing that for a long time uh apparently the story behind it and it's kind of like a weird wacky story but the guy who originally had it was a much older gentleman that got it from his uncle who supposedly was in the hippie mafia or the brotherhood of eternal love i love weed what? lore this is great and so um from my understanding the the brotherhood of eternal love at the time was almost like uh an in-person forum for exchange when it came to cannabis breeding. And so, LSD too, right? <laughs> and a couple other, you know, fun things depending <laughs> on who you are. Um, so they, a lot of them were breeding genetics and then meeting at the dead shows and exchanging seeds and talking about exchanging pollen and, you know, what kind of strains they had going on and the different characteristics of them. So this gentleman's uncle had come up on the seeds and it had been given to his nephew who then grew it out, found this spectacular pheno of haze, by the way. Huh. This particular haze uh, was 
you know, made us a ton of money in those days because mm -hmm. it was very unique. Usually when people think about Hayes, they think classic sativa, 11, 12 week maturity time, etc. This particular haze would always grow just like really sticky, resiny Rod Stewart's. And the high was really strong. And the kicker was that it would finish in like eight weeks. Wow. Whoa. Which was very different yeah. from anything else. These are magic beans. Yeah, definitely. Can you, Rod Stewart's, what's Rod Stewart? <laughs> just like kind of, you know, when you look at a very well-developed branch of cannabis and flower and it's just like nugged up all the way up. <laughs> That's so a Rod like Stewart? big rod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So... Um, some people call them donks, bats, you know, plumpies, plumpers. Very masculine word for a female plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should, we should, uh, you know, with the Me Too thing, we need to find Listen, some other descriptive I'm just stuff. here to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we, could, we could also do Rodna Stewart yeah. as well. Rodna. Rodna Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Rodna Stewart. I like that. Or Marge Simpsons, you yeah. know. Yeah. Marge oh. Simpsons. There you go. Yes. You know. All right. Yes, please. Doesn't yes. have the bite of Rod Stewart. <laughs> it doesn't. I actually love Rod Stewart so much. It's yeah. great. So um, <laughs> right around kind of this time, this is like circa 2011, we, you know, we decided that we, the next step to take was to start kind of a, a brand, a cannabis brand. So, um, you know, once we had made that decision, uh, we teamed up with our partners and did the Gold Coast thing with Jimmy and Aaron. And that kind of lasted a while. And we decided that, uh, you know, we wanted to take kind of a different direction. Um, had you entered any competitions at that point? Yes, yes. So, you know, to credit to them because they definitely got us out of our mega paranoid state and got us to see the light on, hey, we should enter some of these competitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're that close and you care that much, yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, it is. So we started entering high times competitions in 2013 and we had a really good run. We won with the White Walker OG, both flower and concentrate multiple times with Thin Mint cookies multiple times. That same Super Silver Haze took an award as well, and a couple other varieties too, and then, you know, uh, mostly on the concentrate side. So early with the concentrates, like 2012 is like really at the beginning of 2012, that. 2012, 2013, yeah. Right? Then we decided that we kind of wanted to play our hand in the legal regulated field. And so we kind of had a differences in vision and that's kind of when we started Cannabiotics and we decided to leave Gold Coast and embark on this new journey. So, you know, we started doing Cannabiotics and we started really going hard in the paint on entering competitions. And so we had a really good run in 2015. Um, we won a lot of awards uh, with multiple different genetics, and we kind of just kept it going from there. So we had Orange Crush Best Hybrid. We had Cush uh, Mountains Best Hybrid. We had Strawberry Lemonade Best Sativa. We had Master Cush Best Indica. So, you know, that's just to name a Tropicana two-time award winner, etc. 
course there was growing pains and, and, you know, imagine scaling up so quick where, you know, your trim crew is going from like six to 10 people that revolve to now, you know, 20 to 30 people. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah. So, and JB actually told me I could trim once when I (laughs) met him. (laughs) I'm not surprised. I was working in a cannabis company. He was like, do you trim? (laughs) And me and JB were on the grind. I was in, in Nevada. He was going back and forth from SoCal to NorCal. But you know, at the end of the day, we were really passionate about what we were doing. And we just figured that we were trying to not only build our own business, but kind of, you know, spread the movement of, you know, quality dankness. So we, we wanted to make sure that we were doing the best job to show everybody that, hey, there is this kind of product that exists out there from us and a few other companies as well. And, yeah. you know, some new smokers sometimes, they don't have a lot of exposure and knowledge about like, hey, you know, to us, this is mids, but to them, it could be fire because they've never seen top AAA grade cannabis. I, for me, brick was all I knew for so long. 100%. That's that. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and when I was in high school, I knew cats that that's, that's all they did was roll blunts with brick and, you know, paid $100 an ounce and that was that, you know, but it, it I think that you know, with that came, that same conquest came in, in 2013, the evolution of really getting into our genetics and breeding them together and, and starting to come with new varieties like the Kush Mountains and mm-hmm. the Casino Kush and trying to nail down a good, uh, you know, cornucopia of our favorite elements and terp profile from this strain and this strain and and what is the perfect mix of those two from our pheno hunt from then popping the seeds and just kind of like it's it's one of the best things about cannabis right is that there's just so much variety and there's so there's the potential for more and variety and unique flavors is so high it's cooking yeah it's, it's a constant your, discovery yeah mm-hmm. you know um and so I think that 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 all culminated into, you know, us then having to kind of turn everything off that was gray area in uh, 2017 and at the same time acquired the licenses here and now getting this 20, 75,000 square foot facility going in SoCal. So, you know, we broke ground on that in March of 2018. We've just been kind of in ostrich mode, grinding on it ever since. Um, and that, you know, has been going pretty well and we should be launching here soon. So we're excited. Oh my God. Congrats. Can we come to the launch party? hundred percent. You guys are invited. So excited. We first two people. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I bring a sleeping bag? (laughs) You guys need to dress up like how you appear on your I have a grub costume. Oh, you do? (laughs) Oh my God. I have a picture of me with Jim Belushi dressed as a grub. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I'll get two more for Nima and I as well. Yes. Cool. We'll, rock, we'll have the grub. I feel like yes. I would slide right into a grub costume. It's like basically that. a sleeping <laughs> bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's great. Do you have mentors? Where are you getting the information from when you're starting so that you can create what you want to create? Well, so from the business side, I think that's a mixed bag. I think, to be honest with you, on the cultivation side, 
um, my my best friend and partner JB was a mentor to me in a sense because he definitely put me up on game with you know these are this is the path to cultivating top grade fire um, I was fortunate enough that my folks provided me the environment where you know I could get a solid education so when I got my JD from UCLA that's really where I started honing in and being able to envision the business side of things you know put together a business plan with a proper exit strategy and a timeline on what milestones we want to achieve and what the goals of our business and our brands are etc i think that we were a really good fit because it was kind of the yin and the yang and we were able to put it together and really not only manifest a track to get to our ultimate goal, but also have the skills to maintain the quality that like really is the backbone of our brand. Um, and so, you know, I, I'd say if I was to give advice to anybody, and I know it's kind of cliche, but it did take a tremendous amount of grit and grind, you know? It's none of it, not all of it was just like roses and daisies by any means. And there were some really difficult times and like everything else, it's, it's challenging. Do you take a deep breath? Do you pivot? Do you walk away and you're like, fuck this. And then two days later, you're like, okay, never mind, We're good. Like, um, how do you get over those humps? I think that, that you, you take a deep breath. Definitely. Sometimes you pivot, although I don't know about two days, maybe for a, a night. You know? <laughs> okay, two days is a long time. Yeah, um, but I think that, you know, you, you kind of have to have the mentality that, like, how does a diamond form, right, with immense pressure over time? So that's just like with anything else, it's a culmination of immense pressure and time and patience and resilience and you just kind of got to keep that in the front of your mind you know for for me i just i i came from a spot where i saw a lot of people grind really hard and that i saw them achieve their goals so i knew that you know if it was possible you know i had seen and I'm not going to name names, but I've seen some supreme hustlers back in my early days, like literally do it, you know, do it all, go from hustling to owning properties in the States, you know, overseas, etc., multiple businesses. So when you kind of are able to be exposed to examples like that, you know, like, I just need to charge ahead of this and I'll get there. And each time I do that, I'm getting closer. So inevitably I can sit and sulk and be sad about this or I can figure out this problem and move on. How, what's, what's your recipe for a hard day for, uh, like do you smoke, do you go on a hike? 100%. <laughs> yes, 100%. So um, I've, I've, you know, I've always enjoyed cannabis and if I'm having a rough day, then yeah, I'll, I'll go home I'll unwind, I'll, you know, smoke a blunt or a joint and kind of take it easy. I don't use grinders. Mike knows I'm a big anti-grinder guy. Oh, why? Um, I just, you know, I understand the grinder and its level of convenience and why so many people use it. But 
like it just the way it's treating the weed you know i like to break my weed up with my hands or these days have somebody else break it up and i just roll it Uh, but yeah i mean i like breaking it up by hand because you get all these little tiny balls and you don't get this kind of like you know, whenever I you use a grinder a few times, you look at it, and I'm just like, oh no, all the crystals that should have been in my J, you know? So that's why I'm not a big fan, and I also think that that really fine consistency, it can backfire on you when it comes to burn, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, and, and getting back to what I was talking about, yeah, like that is my, how I unwind, how I decompress, you know, smoke a J, Maybe watch, you know, a little bit of TV, watch a movie, kick it, relax. Lose to me in the new Mortal Kombat. No. You, oh, did you happened. get it? Yeah, I, 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 we battle. Yeah. This, this guy won his first four matches yesterday. and now Nemo just... literally beat me 300 times <laughs> before I won one match. And then I was like, we're done playing for the night. I'm just like, Keep the title belt. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, who's your I characters? Um... I, I'm an eclectic master. Last you know? night. Yeah. I can only win with one guy. Scorpion? While I'll take it. Yeah, me, get over on here. the other hand, I could just close my eyes and pick someone on the screen. And who knows? I have a, have a good chance every time. <laughs> have you used the six arm guy yet who holds the lantern? Yeah, and he yeah. Uses he's the yeah. Is he cool? Yeah, Mike, Mike's kind of feeling that yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's interesting. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. All right. He's like Goro, except like a new, yeah. doper version of him. Yeah. Kind of totally. This is now a video game podcast, everybody. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> weed and gaming. <laughs> Welcome to weed and gaming. Um, uh-huh. I'm really into my volcano right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's old school. So, yeah, our, our good buddy Sasha, Volcanoes. Sasha Katie from awesome. Greenland, recently gifted us a customized cannabiotics volcano. Oh, wow. And uh, we've definitely put it to use, to say the least. My God. So, it's, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. That's a bag, right? For yeah, everyone listening who might just, not like, know, it's just a bag. Like, yeah, personal, yeah. like, vaporized yeah. blimp. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a hot air balloon yeah, for your mouth. Just mom. a snuggle yeah, exactly. for... <laughs> Everything's handheld nowadays. Yeah, like, sure. there's, you know, I, I loved Mike's comment so the first time uh, we used it. He's like, dude, this is like when we are in high school. Like a nitrous balloon, but with ganja. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, Mike, actually it is. Wait, did you guys go to high school together? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we did. We've known each other a long time. Um, When did you come on board at at Cannabiotics, Mike? Well, I've been, you know, friends with Nima and Aran, you know, my entire life. uh, And we're just, you know, best friends, best friends. Aran's, you know, my son's godfather, you know. Um, So we're super, super tight. Um, And then uh, I'd say, you know, in the last maybe six months, you know, I've been coming up here for a long time since, you know, the boys... Uh, started building it and then uh, say the last like you know four to six months got on and and uh, and doing my thing and and helping uh, helping blow this thing up chief marketing officer you got it Mike's done a really good job of kind of sprucing us up and giving us more of like a brand yeah. like this exactly yeah. and, and modernizing the, the, you know the hunter green primary color and all that yeah. stuff uh huh and the stainless steel tip mm-hmm. and we have a we have a new logo as well now that we're gonna be featuring on a bunch of uh, our products, especially our packaging. Cool. Um, actually, maybe could show you some of it. Uh, well, hang on. There's a cord in your way, I think. Let's do it. It's yeah. so, this is so sexy. Whoa. That's wow. everything I love. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. 
That's our battery, our, our vape cart, and our uh, concentrate. So I don't. I mean, I don't know how much we can say. Give or say, like un- a little. Uh, there's, yeah. some, there's some tweaks, but yeah, we're keeping it pretty, pretty stealth bomber undercover. You okay. guys are actually probably the first people yeah. out of. Well, first to the party, first to see the video. Yes. That's new, new. For real. That's that new, new. So this people is people are going to be lining as well. Up. You'll notice. You know, uh, we tweaked it up and just kind of modernized it a little bit. Obviously, the hunter green we love. What you're making me think of is also how for anybody the packaging is like it's it's neutral in a very like cool looking way where i feel like a lot of what i'm seeing in dispensaries right now it's pounding a demographic with the branding yes and this has a neutrality that is really accessible across the board that i really like yeah and that's a very keen observation mike because that's kind of like what we're trying to achieve i mean we we feel like there's there's a lot of that going on brands built around a niche right like oh we're gonna target women or we're gonna target new smokers and we're, we're trying to come with something that that obviously sticks to our core demographic which is heady connoisseur users but also might appeal with someone who's trying to you know have their first or is in their first year of experience with cannabis mm-hmm. um, and you know I think that I've seen the opposite too, and Mike has as well. We've seen some brands, and not to name any names, where the packaging makes you think that you're about to embark on a AAA experience. However, the product, on the other hand, is kind of some bushwhack Swahili that you know I pretty much would never smoke ever. Yeah. With like weird food terms yeah. added in and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. It's like whoa. Yeah, I've tasted some like white labeled products that have just straight up given me a headache. Yeah. yeah. And you only have to try it once and you'll never go back. And yeah. if you're a novice cannabis consumer, if you're trying it for the first time and you get a headache from something, you're not going to smoke again. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. It's that, like yeah. having and, and that's you a, know I look at that as a really, you know, big um advantage and also just a wonderful thing that makes Nima and I feel good knowing that everything is done in-house you know mm-hmm. like we're from the entire product is controlled you know by yeah. Nima so yeah we're, you know we're, we 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 know I feel good knowing that you know when we're putting this out and when it does come out that like our friends and family and people who you know uh, need it um, are really gonna vibe with it because it's 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 yeah. us you we know? we keep our thumb on everything that's yeah. so cool so when when you guys open up this facility you'll have plants on site yes so you're cultivating here and then everything all the way to marketplace is happening on site 100 percent. that's yeah. so cool so we're really stoked on that and you know incorporating this facility is kind of like a our separate entrance breeding and R&D, a segregated area where we're able to do that. So we'll be able to infinitely, the goal here is to, and we're gonna have tissue culture as well and micropropagation. So the goal here is to do a couple things and to kind of, this gives a good segue to get into our our love for plant science and that kind of aspects of the of the cannabis plant because you know we're really stoked to have the first goal is to take all of our strains and to be able to archive them via tissue sample and as well with seed stock so we always have backups of everything no matter what because things get lost right i mean things get lost things have to be preserved Mm -hmm. with peace of mind 
Um, and, you know, no one can be so arrogant as to not have a backup plan in case there is a catastrophic problem, you know, God forbid. So we have clean, healthy stock that we can access. Um, and then from there, it's obviously going to be geared towards being able to now breed and pheno hunt on a much larger platform and scale. So we have, you know, multiple breed rooms for collecting pollen, handling germination cycles and collecting seeds. Um, moving on from there, you know, obviously we've got a few flower rooms specifically for popping seeds and hunting phenos. So you will know, people be able to come to you for genetics? Will they be able to purchase genetics from you? Um, I don't know if that's not really in the cards currently. Um, however, it, I'm sure it will be down the line. And actually, shout out to my boy JB. You guys can actually get potentially some heat. really, really unique heaters bred by JB right the now. Heat at oh, wow. limited trees genetics sweet and we you know i'm not closing the door to us not releasing our genetics ever it's just not in the cards right now but i mean kfc keeps that recipe close 100 <laughs> percent. you know more than anything for us it's just having the ability to keep coming with unique stuff that you won't find anywhere else i think that's really our focus is is you know, the Kush Mountains was a huge success and still is. And so was the Tropicana and so was the LaRange. And those are all in-house breeding projects. And so we feel like the foundation of genetics we have gives us the ability to keep breeding, you know, AAA bangers and having new unique stuff always coming out and being able to share that with greater public and, and all the smokers out there. When you're developing all of these, how, like, are you just trusting your own palate? Because if you like the high you're getting from this, then you chances are most other people are going to. Um, I'd say it's, there's definitely that involved, but it's a culmination of things. Um, you know, like I said, we have, we have a kick-ass team and we, we trust their opinions as well. And then, you know, we've also kind of, you know, incorporated looking at laboratory test results is that terpenes and cannabinoids terpenes and cannabinoids right and or at least the terpenes that can be mapped currently mm -hmm. because you know a good portion of them that makes the flavor profile are in such minuscule quantities for the machines that these laboratories are using they can't really give you a complete mapping of the terpene profile and the exact quantity of everything right they can give you a good portion of them and they can identify to you what the primary ones are but herein lies the enigma of trying to mimic a cannabis strains terpene profile and flavor right and i've gone through this before with debates with my peers so like you get this vape pen and supposedly it's sour diesel but you know, it's got plant-based terps that are mimicking, you know, the primary terpenes of the sour diesel. But who knows if that's actually gives you the flavor because those other 30 terpenes that can't be mapped because they're 
they know the presence is there, but they're in such small quantities that they don't know how much of each one is. Who's to say that those 30 combined is the fifth element that combined with those primary give you the actual encompassed flavor. That's why you have to go back to the flower every time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, we don't use plant-based herbs and all of our new vape line as of now is going to be revolved around strictly either live resin, solvent-based sauce, or who knows, maybe solventless options in the future as well. That's kind of really what we're focused on now is like, hey, obviously we know flowers are bread and butter. And if you enjoy the Kush Mountains, then maybe you'll enjoy the Kush Mountains live resin sauce card. Down the line, we're trying to give people that experience no matter whether they're a dabber or a flower smoker or someone who really enjoys consuming through vape products. Man. Did you say earlier that uh, you'll be doing delivery when this facility is online? Yes. So we will be getting into delivery. Wow. Yeah. So we'll be able to deliver directly to the customer um, or patient. And, you know, that's that's a platform that we're really trying to get going after, obviously, we get everything else going. My dream would be to be in a traffic jam on the 101 and have somebody, like, <laughs> bird scooter through and just, like, drop some antibiotics through yeah. my, like, sunroof. Through your sunroof? Yeah. Yes. That would be the dream. Or yeah. it's or maybe it's a drone. Oh, yeah. shit. They come with the drone drop. <laughs> Dropping it right in. Drone drop through the sunroof on the 101. Drone, drone dropping the dro. (laughs) (laughs) Through the sunroof. Yes. Yeah. So, so that that opens up a weird arena, which is, what do you guys think? Would you guys, if you were to, you know, have one method? Would you give up going to the store to only have delivery? Is that your preference because of the convenience of it? Seems to be the yeah. general poll. Honestly, I think yeah. so. Like you're having a dinner party and you're like in your kitchen cooking and you just place that phone call and along with your, you know, groceries showing up yeah. at your front door nowadays, if your weed can show up at your front door too, like that's. I but t- then I also want to go to the farmer's market yeah, and pick out like the best tomatoes. So why wouldn't you want to go and right. like have a look at what's, so it's like, you know, that's, I don't that's, know. You yeah. want both. Why not yeah. both? Exactly. You do want to go to the farmer's market yeah. and be able to, you know. Squeeze Flick the tomatoes. That watermelon and <laughs> make sure it's good to go. And one thing that I'm not hearing from you guys is uh, a struggle with the regulations. Is that something that you guys have just been ahead of because you've been in the know about how it works for so long? Yeah. So with the regulations, um, it's that has always been something that has not been a barrier for us or an obstacle. It's still been an annoyance to a certain degree. Uh, just because of we're very diligent about protecting our licenses and obviously being compliant so you know we run our protocols where we always have hard records and numerous form logs of everything on top of our own you know database and what's in our seed to sale tracking software Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know I think that where a lot of people might look or get kind of afraid uh has always been an arena that's been an advantage to us as you know which is the laboratory testing thing yeah we always 
grew our cannabis when we first got this going and at the root of everything because we were trying to smoke it ourselves. So like, why would we use pesticides on our own head stash? We've definitely had to adjust things with certain elements of laboratory testing, like microbial testing, depending on whether it's aerobic or anaerobic bacteria, that's their level of detection can kind of form a, a elimination of some of the foliars that you would usually do, things like that. But we've never had it been an issue where it's been like, oh no, we, you know, we can't get crops through testing with our method. Because they're full of heavy do? metals yeah, or something crazy. Ex exactly. And, and a lot of that stuff is, is diligence you know, and trial and error. Yeah. We've we've, ha we've gone through it all. We've had the experience, you know. So we've, we've been able to hone our craft in over time where by the time the cannabis game came to this place, that really wasn't a big worry for us, particularly. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to what's an annoyance, there's definitely... There's things that you just have to do because of the way they look at it. Like, hey, you know, the states are looking at it like we're basically giving you a permit to sell weed and it's got to be regulated like we would regulate tobacco or, mm -hmm. you know, gambling or anything else. So there's a very high level of scrutiny that can sometimes be unreasonable and doesn't make the most sense. But, you know, at the same time, you got to roll with the punches. These yeah. People are afraid of the unknown and what they don't understand, and they don't understand this. So if I put myself in their shoes, they're probably thinking, because we don't fully understand this, we need to just regulate the shit out of it until we do understand like it. in canada i mean they're you know not even allowed to have images on the packaging yeah. in canada it's yeah. really really intense yeah it's They've really gone, crazy like, really far in one direction and hopefully it'll be able to come back to the place where you can actually brand your products like yeah. you know yeah and i think that that's where guys from the old fold like we have to be open-minded we have to kind of you know break those barriers by educating regulators at the state levels and at the local municipality and and we've always taken advantage of you know when we do get a random audit we we try to express to people that hey you know we, state inspector we are doing everything right and on top of that like do you know about this do you know about that what do you think about this and we've always had really good kick-ass interactions that have kind of gone in that direction that's such a smart approach. Yeah. yeah. Educate the regulators. Right. This is probably one of the only industries where that really has to happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and you know, I think that there, if you really sit down and think about it, like, there's no other way, right? The way that our world works is everybody, a lot of times, people are regulating things because of the spectrum of liability. So when you don't understand something, then you don't understand all the facets where you could be held liable. And when that happens, you have to over-regulate for the unknown. So that's kind of what's going on right now. So it's a fear-based approach because yeah i, I you don't have to yeah fear cautious cautious you know, yeah the mm -hmm. things like that yeah i i, I think so and then, you know that's just my opinion and, and 
I would do the same thing if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I would, I would like build a bomb shelter with a bunch of food. Do you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. protection. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you know, you don't want to under-regulate and then God forbid like a tragedy happens or something that if you would over-regulate it, you would prevent that. And I think that that's where a lot of these state regulators come from. And they're also, you know, sometimes they're getting thrown something that they weren't necessarily planning on. Right. Right. It's like there's a lot of stuff going on in the state. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of departments. So they're trying to now wrap their mind around one more thing. And it's awesome for everybody overall. So, you know, as operators, you kind of just got to deal with it and roll with it. And it'll get better down the line, I'm sure. Can you drop a, a new uh, a new flavor that we'll be able to try at one of the... Yes. So one, one thing that's in the works is uh, a new strain called the French Alps. It's Larange crossed with Kush Mountains. Yes. So I think that one's definitely going to be a banger. We also have the Kush Mountain Trop, which is Kush Mountains crossed with Tropicana. Um, and we have a bunch of new varieties of crosses involving Kush Mountains and White Walker. Ooh. So uh, you'll be able to see we're pretty much crossing, you know, we, we usually have like 25 to 26 strains in production. And those are like, let's say, our main strains. And we're crossing all of those against Kush Mountains and White Walker. So Fuck, man. So exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People listening are like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Getting ready to spend all their money. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely, hard. I mean, I tell Eddie all the time, call the fire department, call the National Guard, don't get kidnapped, <laughs> because we just have heaters coming out. Heaters coming. Fools want to see what's in our X-Files. My <laughs> And they're going to drop. The X-Files are about to open and, up. You know. Just... Do, 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 yep. do, 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 It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, water sales are going to go up, too. Everyone's going to be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Put out the fire. Put out exactly. the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with our recycled water. We recycle a gang of our water, actually. So nice. that's like one of, our, one of our things. I mean, the recycled water thing came because we were trying to keep our water bills low back in the day when we were having gray area ops. And the same way that if we, you know, oh, fuck. I never thought of that, that like a red flag could be high water. Keep bills. your power draw down. Keep and your, your power yeah. draw down. Yeah. Fucking so like cool. if you run 20, 12 lights in a house, you know, you're going to want to run them on a six and six flip. So you don't have all 12 on because power bills are dictated at your highest surge point. You have six on for 12 hours during the daytime and then six on for 12 hours during the nighttime and they flip flop. Is there a grail? for you that you are wanting to create through all of this? I think there, there is a grail that we're trying to achieve. It involves multiple different sectors. You know, I think that we would love to be able to, for example, breed strains towards very specific cannabinoid breakdowns and then be able to like, let's say, take a strain that has a very high amount of CBN and THCV, etc., and breed it to another strain that contains those same elements to try to get those ratios 
very high, similar to what people have already been doing with CBD strains. And I think that there's, there's a grail where we attack the sector of giving people really unique, exotic flavor and effect profiles. And then there's another sector where we could also be able to bring some very high medicinal specialized strains to the field as well. And I think that that, that would be where we would ultimately want to land while growing and cultivating and processing as sustainable as possible. I got one more only because you made me think of it, so I'm just going to go for it. And it's for both of you. Do you think you're going to have the opportunity to grow on Mars? I would definitely like to grow wheat on Mars. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I would grow some just interstellar straight Matthew yeah. McConaughey yeah. super dankness. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely Ridiculous. take the opportunity. I wonder what 100%. the soil science is on Mars. You'd probably just have some beastly yeah. just heaters out there. We might have to do some actual experiments where I'd take a sample and like, you know, you kind of lick test it, like how people like do in nature specials and stuff. And you're always like, dude, how can you lick that? To see <laughs> I'd be interested to see how that goes. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Elon Musk, get at him. Get yeah. at him. <laughs> you want to do some plugs? Yes. Elon Puffs. Yo! Yo! <laughs> you heard it here first, Elon. We know you listen. Elon Puffs. That's funny. So, great. where could everybody find uh, CBX and both of you? So, online, uh, uh, our social, you can find us on IG. Uh, we're at Cannabiotics. And our website's in a redesign, so pretty soon you'll be able to get a, a good detail on the inside of our process and all of our strains soon here at cannabiotics.com. And cannabiotics is B I O T I X. Correct. Biotics with yes, an X. With an X. Mm-hmm. Not a CS, an X. Yeah, marks yeah. the spot. X marks the spot, I agree. X marks the fire. At Cannabiotics on Instagram and Cannabiotics.com. This was cool as fuck. This was Thank fucking you both cool. for having us. Cool. Thank hey, you so thank much. Thank you for having us on here. We appreciate it. And if you want to check us out, we are at Weed and Grub on Instagram, weedandgrub.com on all the rest of the internet. Good? <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy Friday.